You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Balls Hunger Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 277 of the Centralized Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill, your host today. Producer uh, Zach Burcham is, uh, is over yonder playing co-hosting duties. I think Dakota Davis might be actually joining us today. We don't know. He's been out uh, saving the world, keeping the electricity on. Uh, we did Patreon solo. We've exchanged some text messages, and I think... He's uh he's getting himself reset and coming up, but uh, if that doesn't work out, then we'll we'll manage without. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have him. Just did a a nice fifteen twenty minutes on Patreon. We observed an anniversary, Zachary, of uh of the un- very unfortunate sinking of uh, Dakota's favorite favorite ship. Uh, we talked uh, we talked a little bit about the old Jeff Saturday story, and uh, you know we're Hoosiers, so we had to talk about the weather too. Yep, so much reverence given for the anniversary. Really, it's worth the money to pay for the Patreon just to see that. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, Got to say thank you to the patrons that do make this whole show happen each and every week. They uh, they support us each and every month. They give These folks give at least $50 or more a month to, uh, to make the show exist. And uh, they are Christy Avery. Jonathan Phillips and Anthony Meyer. Uh, and of course, we have to say thank you to Wyland's Flowers, the Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce Inflatables for their support throughout the entire candidate series. Zach, we, uh, what else do we have to do? We got some, you got some merch. I think, I think we're still selling merch now. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm getting ready to, I had to look up to drop the link in the, where did my, yeah, there we go. I was had to find the folder. Um, about to drop the link in the chat for the link tree. You can find all the handy links for the boss hog of Liberty uh, there. So as I can get it, usually I don't have to do this while I'm on camera. Boom. Chat. <laughs> so yeah, check out the, I think there's still a mug in there. There might still be some mask and neck. I did notice that, uh, race fans, the IMS online, uh, kind of sale is on and the masks are down to 95 cents. Up down from ten dollars, <clears throat> so you can get your commemorative mask. We did. Uh, we it, it is my favorite. I I miss the IMS sale being able to go rummaging through the oh, the, the bins. Yeah, it was, it was at it was, the pagoda. It was like Nordstrom Rack, but for race fans. Uh, but I do enjoy shopping from the comfort of my own home. Today, today, Sarah spent uh, on on discounted merchandise. 
it, it the final total was under two hundred bucks, but it wasn't real far under two hundred bucks. What was the shipping though? It's like sixteen dollars or something yeah. to ship it. It's absurd. They just need to shove. I'm like, not that I'm supportive of giving Jeff Bezos any more money, but just turn it into an Amazon store and shove it into their warehouse and prime ship it for free. But like $15 shipping in 2022 is absurd. Ah, when you're paying five bucks a t-shirt, it's fine. Whatever. It's, yeah. it's cool. Cause you get some old school stuff or some things that, you know, are never coming back drivers that may never run an Indy car <laughs> again, all that stuff. That's uh that's always fun to have. Ooh, hang on. Very exciting. Very exciting. I got an email, Zach. I, I got an email from General Motors. I, you know, we ordered our truck from oh, yeah. John Phillips. This is either going to be great news or it's going to be soul-crushing news. <laughs> Dear Moral, here is the current status. It's the exact same status that I've had before. <laughs> <laughs> they sent me an email uh, 14 days after I had already gotten the status that the dealer has submitted my order, but it's not been officially accepted by General Motors. Wah, wah, wah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not 8 o'clock yet. Oh, no. Sorry, Kirsten. Son of son of a gun. From son S- of a gun. Every time I hear son of a gun, I think from STP. <laughs> that was a mid-90s, uh, mid-90s NASCAR deal. All right. You want to talk some, uh, want to talk some election results, Zachary? Uh, yeah, if we have to. It I mean, was, I mean we've, we've, it was an interesting is- night. This has been our life for weeks, months on this show, Yeah, talking through, discussing, following races. We have folks from all over the country that have been uh, been living vicariously through uh, through this show, through the network, and uh, and they care. So I, here's here's the spoiler. Uh, uh, we're told by uh, Miss K. Cronk that uh, she has the earbuds in, so we're good. The kids didn't oh. hear. The kids didn't hear the word. We're, we're safe. Uh, Team Elephant had a very good night in Indiana, particularly in Henry County. Uh, So if you heard a candidate that was on, that was a Republican, they pretty much won. Uh, We, we had, uh, we never had Greg Pence on, but he, he won. Uh, Corey Criswell, uh, we had Nan Polk on, uh, Corey won. Uh, Jeff Rates uh, defeated uh, Ron, who was running for Senator. Yep. uh, Ron Spitfire. Uh, So that one didn't work out for him. Uh, John Sproles wound up winning the uh, winning the race for uh, Henry County Sheriff. Uh, Mike Regner was the uh, winner in the County Council District Two race, uh, and Shannon Tom won the County Council District Three race. Uh, and then Joe Wiley won the Mister Popular Award. He got the most votes of any candidate oh, in I, Henry County. I could see that. Who uh, who was a uh, in a in a contested race, I would have voted for Joe in multiple races had he chosen to file for multiple <laughs> races. How many jobs can Joe do? That's what Zach wants. To you know, uh, I bet I bet we would be shocked by the number of jobs Joe could do. <laughs> I bet it, it'd be pretty impressive. And the really good news is that Mike Mike Boyles is watching, and he says the sound actually is good, which is uh, which is a massive success. Um, here here's the thing. The the quarrel and I think the theme of the conversation today, Zach, is going to be these races didn't feel very competitive. And we kind of thought there were a few that would have been competitive. Yeah. We're going to be a little more competitive when the actual results came in. And I've got them. I've got them on the old tablet here and you can. It was roughly in the 70 percent range to a 30 percent range in a lot of the races. Yeah. So um, as an example. uh 
Diego Morales, who uh, who competed against uh, uh, Jeff Moore and Destiny Wells. Uh, so Jeff Moore was a candidate on the show uh, in Henry County. Jeff Jeff picked up ten percent of the vote. Uh, Destiny had twenty nine percent of the vote, and Diego Morales had uh, had sixty two percent. So thirteen thousand votes cast. Sixty two percent went to Diego Morales, who was uh, by almost any. Uh, imagination a very flawed candidate with with the uh with he unfit for office yes yeah. <laughs> let's be honest he's unfit for the office that he was seeking so diego morales picked up 8200 votes in henry county there were 5500 5600 straight ticket votes that were cast so in indiana we've talked about this since the since the yeah. uh, you know for the last basically since 2018 we've been discussing straight ticket voting and since that time uh, we, there have been some efforts for Indiana to remove straight ticket voting, but it has not gotten through the legislature. So 5,600 people voted straight ticket, 4,300 of them. So essentially half of the people that voted for Diego Morales uh, voted straight ticket. 77% of the straight ticket votes cast in Henry County this year uh, were, were for the GOP side. 22% were for the Democratic side, and uh, there weren't a whole lot of libertarians on the ballot, but uh, a little less than one percent of the votes went to uh, went libertarian. So there were folks that split the ballot for sure that split their ticket, and you know you saw Jeff Moore who picked up almost ten percent of the vote in the state uh, in the county rather, um, but hardly anybody voted straight ticket libertarian. So there were some people that split. It was like 36? thirty six. It was in the thirties, right? Um, straight ticket libertarian. Yeah, thirty five voters. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was like yeah. He had thirty. There were thirty five straight ticket voters, but he actually got twelve hundred votes. Um, Corey Criswell won pretty significantly, seventy-two percent to twenty-eight percent in in Henry County with uh with Dan Polk uh there in second. Um, a couple of other interesting races here. Um, we had kind of talked last week about um the possible upset for you know where where we thought one could come from. Yeah, and the the seat that Chad Malicote is uh, is leaving. Uh, Mike Regner picked that up with 62% of the vote over uh, Melanie Wright's 37%. So 1,470 versus 900. What we don't have is we don't have a precinct by precinct yeah. uh, TikTok of uh, of where they went yet. That's not released by the county. At some point we will have it, but we just don't have it yet. Um, that strong turnout or that strong percentage of straight ticket for the for the GOP really really did make a difference there. Um, and then there's actually a township trustee race that we're going to get into a little bit later. But uh, Republican Travis Lyle uh, beat Ashley Huffman, uh, 3,300 votes to 2,400 votes. So 57-42. In, historically, this has been a very Democrat-strong township. Yeah. So the center of Henry County is Henry Township. Uh, and there were 5,500 votes, 5,700 votes cast there. And that's generally you know, the heart of UAW community. It's not, it's not showing that way right now. So here's here. Let's dig a little further into the uh, the straight ticket thing because this is this is the the biggest takeaway I think of the entire elections act. And I'm talking a lot. I'll let you jump in whenever you want to. Yeah. But historically, 2010, 2011, 2012, all the way through, uh, it was in the 30s. 2010, 37 percent of the votes cast in the county were 30. You know, were straight ticket. 38% in 2016, 37% 2014, 36% 2012. Just 
banging along that same number. Boom, 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 boom. Always the same. 2018 was the year that we got the new voting equipment. Yeah, with the, and the printer receipt out. And it would print your receipt, but it would, you know, we, we talked about this last week and we tried to warn folks with when Forrest Plank was here saying, Hey, this machine gives you an error message. So in 2018, we went from 38% to 56% of the people voted yeah. straight ticket. Uh, and it got a little bit better. I think, I think this show has complained and, and word has gotten out that you don't have to straight ticket vote, but it still was 40% and 41%. So in 2020, 40% of the people and 41% on Tuesday voted straight ticket. So four out of 10, it had never been that high. It had never been to four out of 10. It was nearly six out of 10 in 2018, but four out of 10 people went in and punched that. And it yeah. had never been that high in the community. It it did seem, and I wish I would have, I'll be, I took a picture of that screen, the error screen. Um, and it was the same ish screen because there's another race that I did not vote for. And it was the only one on its page. Um, I, think that maybe it was a little bit less uh, screaming in your face this time, maybe, than it had been in the past. It still was an error scream. I think it was an error, and then there's something else below that. I think there was an error. It said you have left, uh, you have undervoted or something like that. And then below it was a message that says, oh, if you want to proceed, though, hit next or whatever. I can't remember if it did that before because I think to remember it like really screamed at you the first year or two. I took a picture of that screen. Then oddly though, there was a page later in the voting that explained that you didn't have to vote straight ticket. I think you even explained that there were still races you needed to vote for, but that was like at the end of your ballot, like after you'd hit submit. Yeah. There's, there's one more final warning of you've undervoted some of these. So it gives you multiple, multiple flicks to go back. But the the one explanation was like, I'm dumb already. Like you should have told me that you should have told me that the first screen but no, I'll say this. I had a Republican judge who took me in my ballot and fed him into the machine. And she explained to me, first thing you're going to see is straight ticket. You don't have to vote straight ticket. If you don't want to vote, hit next. It'll give you an error. So she did explain to me that this is going to happen. If you don't want to vote straight ticket, just keep hitting next and it'll get to you to your ballot. In spite of that, yeah. it doesn't always work that way. No. Right. So, and it's, whether whether people get coached through it or not, if that box is there and and it's going to give you an error, it's just it's just human tendencies that you're going to go back and make a selection. Yeah. And then what happens is you make that selection on page one, and then man, they just get tired. That voter gets tired. It was a long time, ballot. By the time you get to the end of that ballot, you're just like, oh, the hell with this. I'll be honest. My my, my, my stuff's filled in. I'm not making any changes. Even being involved with this show, I was. I was like, oh my gosh, it was, I can't remember how many pages it was. It was a lot because you, you, you're like, it took a while to get to like, you think, oh, the sheriff's, it took a while to get to the sheriff's race. Like the sheriff's race, you think, oh, that's an important race in Henry County, but that's after the, the U.S. representative race and the state race, state rep race. And then there's always, you had a state just, treasurer, you had a state auditor, yeah. you had a state, oh. you had a state uh, secretary of state. Yeah, so many, like, all, so uh, many unopposed races in the, in Henry County too. Yeah, there's a lot of um, what? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Recorder, Lisa Lovelace's yep. right. She was prosecutor, judges. <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah. So I could kind of see being like, dang, I'm kind of tired. Like this been. I was wrestling with a six year old 
while I was voting too, who was trying to vote for people I didn't want to vote for. <laughs> he was trying to hijack my vote. Um, he didn't try. They didn't let him. They didn't give him a ballot. The election felt secure. The election. The, I did give him my sticker, but no, they did not give him a ballot. I could have. I could have used like a little pin to keep him in while I voted because it was a bit like he was finding buttons on the side of the machine. <laughs> oh look, there's buttons over here. I'm like, no, stop hitting buttons. But I got everything done, and he didn't. He didn't successfully vote for anybody that I wasn't okay with him voting for. So the other the other takeaway is that voter turnout went down. It was, significantly. A it was abysmal. And I didn't realize this until I was looking at the numbers today. I didn't I voted in the six o'clock hour, maybe seven maybe it was seven thirty in the morning. Yeah, it was probably seven. About seven o'clock. So it didn't I didn't have any line. It yeah. felt it felt easy. I know when I went to vote four years ago i did stand in a line so maybe i should have felt this in my soul but i didn't um 2018 we had a 52 percent voter turnout henry county by the way is remarkably consistent i pulled the data for every general election that uh that there was somebody from congress on the ballot so every two years we're not counting yeah. municipal elections because they're not that but basically we have had a population that has registered voters within a thousand people for the last 12 years from 2010 until now, it's always been between 30 and 31,000 people uh, are registered voters. I had to go all the way back to get to a number that was as low as now to 2014 to have a to have a 35 percent voter turnout. Presidential years are obviously better, right? We have yeah. people that care, and and there's there's reasons for it. But 40 40 uh, what was it 43 percent of the people showed up this time. Four years ago, it was fifty-two percent. Now, obviously, there were there were you know yeah. wind and whatever and solar was on the ballot in in very many ways, and it drove people out. But it's a massive different, a massive drop, and this, almost seventy percent of the people voted two years ago. That yeah. was an insane number. But I would yeah, guess it would have been strong home. just based on the number of signs, because like a couple of the races, lots of signs out. And so I would have guessed it would have been a little bit better than that based on that. But then like my neighborhood, I had a couple of signs in my front yard. I was the only person in my neighborhood for a block in any direction that had any political signs in the front yard. So on my street, there were quite a few in the primary, but then in the general election, one school board member had two. And then I had a, I had a couple of high level signs. Yeah. Um, but that was it. I mean, it was, I don't know. It, it it felt quieter in my on my street, so yeah. maybe maybe that's an indicator of the involvement and people just not being that not caring. Here's here's my contention. I don't know that we need to have a political party assigned to the person that's going to be working at any role in our county courthouse, or city hall, or township yeah. government, or Middletown, or Knightstown town. Town uh, council. I don't think it. Yeah, it doesn't. The what you figure out is like there's these. Everybody kind of likes their camp, and that's a lot of like big national topics and stuff. But for the most part, local races they're running in office. They're gonna have to run the office a certain way. Are they? And if they run it differently, like you heard for all the riffraff, whatever the sh two sheriff's races, they had two very fundamentally different ways of running their offices that they wanted to. But neither one of them were in a way that you would label Democrat or Republican. It was philosophies of law enforcement. So yeah, that's a race that doesn't need it. Um, and most of the other ones don't need it either. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. And then some, 
yeah, to get the tribalism out of it. Cause I know somebody ran for in a primary, um, Chris Newkirk ran for a race and he did some hopping of parties and he had a guy tell him he's like, well, you have my vote till you switch to Democrat. When you switch to Democrat, I can't vote for you. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I can't vote for a Democrat. And so for County commissioner, that's probably not going to matter. So yeah, I agree that. Yes. I like the idea of either one just making nonpartisan or at least <laughs> I like the idea. And, uh, one of your neighbors brought it up in a, in a Facebook discussion as well. Take the political parties off the ballot at least. So then people just have to pick people, which is what you're voting for, not parties. But I agree. The local races, local offices, they, they're what they're working with is almost nothing to do with which the same thing that like Greg Pence is running with. So here's the, here's the major rub in the controversy. And if you watched Facebook, um, you saw that this this kind of went around town on Tuesday and into Wednesday, and here we are on Thursday, and it's still there's still some some concern. Uh, we did not cover the township trustee race because I did not want to have to subject this audience to, well, if we cover one township office race, yeah. then we got to cover all. Of, there's there's twelve townships in the county in in, in Henry in Henry County. How many of those township offices that had nobody running for them? Oh, there you could have. It, there was like four or five. There were a number of, I don't know if there were any township trustee the offices, but there were some tr- township board Wars. seats where there were definitely under three people and they elect three people to a board. So if somebody, yeah. you know, if you lived out in, um, say Stony Creek township, yeah, I, I know for sure that you could have easily put your name on the ballot in Stony Creek and, and you'd be, you would have won and you'd have an office now. Um, and it, you know, the crazy thing is that if nobody runs, you just have, you're stuck. If you, if you if nobody runs to replace you, you are still, oh, really? you are trapped. You can't leave. You would have to resign, but you are wow. automatically reelected. So you're just there in perpetuity until if, if you're on a town board and nobody does whatever you're stuck, uh, you're automatically still there. Oh, and then if there isn't, and then if it's a mid year, then the commissioners get to replace somebody. That's fascinating. So you just have somebody just gets trapped. You're in just, you're just perpetually there. Um, all right. So this township trustee race, uh, Ashley Huffman and Travis Lyle, uh, were the two and, and there was very little campaigning that happened. There were, there were a few races that were just, uh, you could say that they were the generic Republican is what happened. Uh, I think I saw one Travis Lyle sign, uh, never saw an ad, never saw a Facebook post, never saw anything that really would have garnered 3,008 votes. Uh, I saw a handful of signs from Ashley Huffman, but there wasn't, there was no door knocking, Zach. Nobody knocked on my door and said, Hey, will you vote for me? No, I never had, um, I had, uh, Corey Criswell came by my house during the primary and stopped by. But after that, yeah, I never had anything stuck in my door. I never had, yeah, no signs of anybody walking the neighborhood. Primary, there were a lot of folks that were out. Yeah. Um, so, by the way, the township trustee has a budget. Uh, twenty twenty one, Henry Township trustee had a budget of nine hundred thousand dollars. Here's the rub: uh, Travis Lyle has, in the past, been convicted of of a few crimes, and it's all on. If it a simple my case search in Indiana pulls it up, um, and you can see that there are previous and they're expunged, so this makes it legal in Indiana. Uh, because if you're if you're a convicted felon, the only thing you're allowed to run for if it's not expunged is Congress. So you can have a felon in Congress, but you're not supposed to really have one anywhere else. That's um, hilarious. 
Congress, by the way. <laughs> that's what that's how highly we think of Congress. You can be a felon and be in Congress. Um so Travis Lyle has has had convictions and has has done some prison prison time. Uh and he's good with the state of Indiana, right? Uh he got he got on the ballot, he he's had it expunged, <laughs> so he's done the things that need to be done yeah. to be legal. But it's a question of judgment and, yeah. you know, did you get the word out? Did you? I, I honestly, th- this seat has been held by Nancy Webb for many, many years. I, this is the one that shocked me yeah. that it flipped from, yeah. a, you know, this is where I, I look at Henry County politics and go, man, there's maybe been a very real change. Yeah. As we talked four years ago, how hard Chad Malicote had to run to win his seat in Henry Township on the county council. And he won by 200 votes. That was all. Now here we are four years later and it's almost a thousand vote difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, that was the one, um, I had kind of a snarky, not super happy post with the results on Tuesday. And some people probably would have guessed what races I was talking about. And you probably would have been wrong. Cause a lot of them, I kind of knew foregone conclusion, what the results were going to be. That was one of those races that I was shocked. Because I believe that Ashley was on the board, on the township board, uh, open endorsement from Nancy months ago. I think maybe even in the primary, an open endorsement from Nancy, um, who has done, I haven't seen, the only person I've ever seen complain about the job she did was a political opponent that wasn't happy about how well she did her job in such a way that he thought that she was being political and doing her job um, in how she handles uh, fire protection. So what's one of her big deals is maintaining fire protection for the areas outside Newcastle, but inside her township. Um, but yeah, that was the one that I went to bed thinking, this is kind of bizarre. That one in the secretary of state race is a similar situation, but on state level where, um, I mean, he's being actively investigated for voter fraud. Yeah. So <laughs> Diego Morales in the last week, it, it came out and there was a big indie star a display and we talked about it last week on the show yeah. uh, on episode 276 <laughs> that D- Morales voted in his his a, a property in, he he owns property in Lawrence so in Marion County and he's claiming his homestead tax exemption and, and on claim, that property and claimed his homestead extension but he voted at least two times in uh Hendricks County when he was seeking a seat in Congress representing Hendricks County the yeah. the seat that ultimately Jim Banks not Jim Banks um Jim Barrett has um Diego ran over there, lost. Friend of the show, James Neese, also was on the uh, was on the ballot, and uh, and uh, he he and Diego both lost that race. But going back to that time, Diego Morales still owned his house over here. So all of these allegations, sexual yeah. concerns, uh, uh, you know, getting fired from the office multiple times, all this litany of of questionable military service, all of these things, yeah. still swept through, no problem at all. Yeah. So the, the, those are the two offices. I was kind of like. With the straight ticket parts, like did people honestly, and part of it too is I just think some people just don't pay attention. Um, not just to like us, but like the paper or something like that. Just people that have an, like a very clear, very obvious issue that you think would make them potentially not the best person to put into office compared to their opponent. Um, not polit- not even how they're going to run the office necessarily, but like just fundamental fit for office and then they just get voted through and you're like, oh, this is, yeah, it was shocking. That was the, that was the one that kind of 
if there was one that kind of had kept me from going to bed that night a little bit for a minute or two, that was the race was the, was that township trustee's office. So here's, here's the rub in, in my concern for the future of folks putting their name on the ballot. We, we very much are thankful to the people that give us something to talk about. They give yeah. us a reason to vote. They give us a reason to, to, you know, to pretend like we have a democracy. Um, and at the local level we do. Yeah. Uh, but when, when you look at the straight ticket voting that's there in 2014, 64% of people turned out and they voted straight ticket Republican. We have now gotten to the point, And once again, it, it's not necessarily yes, voting for president for uh voting for president, voting for Todd Young, voting for Greg Pence, that's yeah. that's one category of, you know, these are federal Republican policies. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean the the ideas of a Republican in Shelby County are different than the ideas of a Republican in Henry County versus a yeah. Republican in Marion County, right? So that team doesn't mean that you're voting for the same ideals or the same beliefs. We have gone from in recent years, just just eight years ago, fifty two percent of the people that vote pulled a straight ticket, or uh, rather, my screen jumped on me, Zach. Twenty twelve, fifty two percent of people voted straight ticket Republican. That was it. It has grown now to seventy six percent in twenty twenty and seventy seven percent in twenty twenty two, seventy percent in twenty eighteen. So seven out of ten people that pulled a straight ticket ballot in twenty eighteen automatically jumped in that Republican column. It went up to 78% in 2022. What that does is it says to anybody that didn't, that that is either in bad graces because they wanted to vote for Barack Obama or somebody else in the Democrat primary years ago and they've continued to pull a Democrat ballot that's not eligible to run or says, hey, I'm not a Democrat or I'm a Republican. I'm not a Republican, but I still want to be involved in this community. It says, I'm boxing you out. You can't run for office. You can't be a part of the process. We have great minds, great independent thinkers that would be very good for the conversation, but they're not Republicans. So we shortchange ourselves of candidates in this community by saying the only people we're going to put on the ballot that we could possibly vote for have to have an R next to their name Yeah, for offices that have nothing to do with that. Yeah. Right. The only nonpartisan office is school board. Other than that, you have to say what office you're in. And I know how hard the Democrats worked in Henry County this year, and I know how hard the Libertarians worked in 2018 and 2019 to to get qualified candidates on the ballot. And it sucks the abs. It's like getting punched in the nose, kicked in the teeth, and then you are just you are sunk. Yeah, I mean, and not to knock anybody, but like in the case of like the the local county council race, Mike Regner got tapped very late in just to come in because of Chad Malakot deciding I'm not going to run. Like what was like a week or two before the deadline to file. And then Melanie is been involved for a couple of years, comes in, she rolls in everywhere with binders. Um, and in a town that a couple of years ago was like a hundred percent Democrat can't. And she had some area that was outside of town as well, loses that race. And it's just like, the Republicans literally for lack of a better term, just threw a guy on the ballot at the last minute. And he won. Uh, yeah. So in the- just, just threw a guy on the ballot and, and nothing against him or his position or anything. I'm not saying anything bad about Mike. He was a nice guy on the show, but they literally just pulled a guy out and just stuck like a warm body in the seat. In, in 2014, I was that warm body for County council district one. Um, Dick Bouslog <laughs> was, you know, had been, in, had been in 
institution. He had been there since the 1970s, and I said, I want to give the voters a choice. I'll throw my name on the ballot just so that there's something to vote for, and we can have a conversation. I showed up at the forums, and that was about it. I didn't really spend any money, didn't raise any money. I was what you call a paper candidate. I got like you know, 18% of the vote. Not a huge number, yeah. but in a two-way race, it was fine, whatever. Um, Mike essentially ran as a paper candidate and won, and I think Travis Lyle did as well. And it's because of that GOP number. So it, what, what this tells us is all you have to do is be a paper candidate Republican, and you're going to carry on. You're going to do just yeah. fine. And what that what that does, if you are not from the Republican Party, if you are not comfortable with maybe some things that are going on at the national level, or you just will not run as a Republican, or or you know maybe you forgot to file, you didn't get involved until later in the process, whatever it is, there is no path for anybody other than somebody that's in that party to serve, and that's bad for democracy. Yeah. And the quality of candidates that you're going to see because of uh, when eight, damn near 80% of the people that pull a ballot that straight, vote straight ticket, you're, you're down by that already. Good people aren't going to run. They're yeah. going to say Tom McDermott ran for U.S. Senate, right? He, in his concession speech, said he wasted 14 months of his life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Guy running for U.S. Congress, mayor of Hammond, Indiana, and he says, I wasted 14 months of my life. I, I'm telling you that it is damn hard to raise the money to run a campaign and when you know you just know that it's a suicide mission to get into it man zach if i wanted to run again and i'm like you know i i need i need to ask my friends for money and zach i need 500 dollars to be able to run for run for this yeah. office again so that i can buy signs so that i can get door knocking materials so we can have t-shirts for volunteers can you give me a hundred dollars towards that i know i'm lighting your money on fire yeah and that's bad yeah. for the community yeah i mean and to most of the in locally, locally, most of the Republican people after the primary went were just paper paper. They didn't do anything. Like we couldn't. I didn't see. Like after the primary, just that turned into like we had a very the the, the race for the state state district house. 54 yeah, that was a primary. Was it like all over the place? There were so many. There was like eight candidates involved and. um Got almost all of them through this. I mean, we'll say this: the the guy that won that primary didn't come on the show. Didn't do. He did some campaign, but didn't do any. Like, not that I know if he didn't do any public forums or anything leading up to that race, and then didn't do anything after that either. Once he got the primary, he's just like, I'm done, because he's just he. It's the same thing that our congressman does too. Like, they can't do anything. They don't think that they can help themselves by talking, but they know that they just sit there and just. They got the R next to their name. They're good. It's not good for the community. No, that's, that's, that's a concern I have and that you are, it is so hard on a County chairperson to recruit candidates. Even Todd, Todd Hyde, the Henry County GOP chair, he has a hard time recruiting candidates, yeah. right? I mean, there was, there was not a full slate of Republicans <laughs> until the very last minute uh, for some of these, for some of these seats. It's tough work. And, if you if you know as if you're if you're the county Democrat chairperson or the county Libertarian chairperson, getting a candidate to run is is almost impossible at this point. And when you've got the data and you look at it and you say it's going to be, you know, in two years I don't know who the hell is going to run. The, the county council is going to have a hell of a time finding people to run. Yeah, you got two county commissioner seats and two county council seats. I don't know what we're going to have to talk about on the show because we may not have much opposition. 
You know, like that's, I, that's a concern. Well, I mean, one of the things I said last week was is to pay attention to what candidates are out there earning your vote because then if they're not concerned about earning your vote now, then they're not going to be concerned about keeping your vote. Come If you make your vote easy to get, then they're not going to pay any attention to you because they don't have to when it comes time to represent you in, in the state house because you're not paying attention to what they're doing. So that is concerning when you've got people out hustling. There's sometimes I, I voted for people that politically – I might not agree with, but um, like if we, we if, like if, if Clay Morgan and I sat down and had a conversation about national politics, I bet we would disagree quite a bit on stuff. I'll vote for Clay Morgan about almost any time he came up because I knew that Clay cared about the community, talked to the community, represented the community. Tom Saunders is the same way, like straight ticket voting. Tom Saunders was on that because he heard us complain about it and he saw the, the impact of it. Um, and sometimes he would do things that his party didn't like because he he's like, this is what my voters want. He was earning people's vote um, every time he showed up to the state house. So you want those people. You want those kinds of people to run. But if those people are out there earning your vote and you just punch them out because they have the wrong letter next to their name, they quit. So the last time the city of Newcastle had a election – they added a second Republican on the county on the city council. Yep. So Mike Guffey and Lynn Purdue are the two Republicans on the city council. All of city government. So the clerk treasurer, the mayor, and is it seven seats on the city council? Like five, four or five yes. wards plus a couple of at large. Everybody's up for reelection. The interesting thing is going to be how much of a slate or how how competitive and how many races are there going to be? Last time there were only three of the Three of the seven seats were actually even challenged in the city gov- yeah. city government. Uh, there were two libertarian candidates and two uh, and and one Republican Democrat challenger. <clears throat> if if these numbers hold true, I don't think there's a single seat that the Republicans couldn't win in city government. Yeah, potentially in, in the city of Newcastle, and that's saying that is an incredible thing to say. When since the 1950s, there's been one Republican mayor in this history of the city. It's going to be, that's going to be very interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but we're going to watch it on Boston. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And uh, you know, it's uh, you've, I think if you're watching the community, Clay Morgan is already running for running. Yeah, he's for running mayor. for mayor. Yeah. So um, I don't, don't think that the, I don't think Mary York's had an opposition for maybe the last two cycles. Uh, yeah. I think eight years ago there was a three way race. Yeah. So it's, yeah. But in 2019 there was not. So 2015 yeah. is the last time there was a competitive mayor's race in the town. Um, I think that voters and particularly folks in Henry County that are upset and frustrated, um, there's a list of legislators that have either represented Henry County that people have relationships with, or because of redistricting, we just picked up a whole lot of new representatives in the community. Um, Senator Mike Gaskell, uh, who just got redistricted out of Henry County. Uh, he, he mentioned in a Courier Times article in 2021, uh, when Tom Saunders was giving a presentation, I think to the local GOP that, Hey, this couldn't get out of committee this year in 2020, 2020 Tom Saunders had a bill that, that would have eliminated straight ticket voting and it got out of committee and it or got into committee and it died this time. It didn't even get to a vote in the committee in 20 in 21. Mike Gaskell said, Hey, come to me. We'll work together and we'll try to get it done. Obviously Tom has retired now, but Mike Gaskell has, has said that he's interested in doing something with this. Uh, Gene Lysing has a relationship with many people in this community. So if you're passionate about it, call, call Gene Lysing. 
Jeff Jeff Rates. I we, we've talked to him, and I think he's going to join us in the next month or so on the show. Hopefully, we can have we can get a night where Jeff where Jeff can be here, and we can have that conversation with him. Uh, I have not heard a position from Corey Criswell on this, but he's going to be representing Henry County, uh, one of one of three new uh, state representatives for Henry County. So, who knows? I don't know how it's going to shake out, but there's there are people to talk to, and there's an avenue, and there's a bill. If you're a patron, you get the show notes dropped into uh, dropped in, and there's actually a link to the copy of the bill. It was a 2021 House Bill 1195, a copy that is clickable in the uh, in the Patreon group. You can see and read what was uh, what was issued there at that time. And uh, if people want to want to get involved, it's a hell of an issue. Yeah. Even I, mean, I saw some people that said they went through the ballot and they they said they just didn't vote for a person. They didn't vote a race that they weren't informed on, which is to me better than just straight ticket and just punching a name based on their party. So I mean, I, for those people that did that, I respect that opinion. Like if they didn't know, they're like, I don't know if this one of these people is good or bad. Don't vote on that race potentially. That's fine. I didn't vote for one person that was unopposed because I. If they didn't earn your vote, they don't get your no, vote. No, that, that person hasn't earned my vote, so I didn't vote for them. That was the only one I left uh, left blank. But I I still come back to there, there are like three ways to fix this. One one you get rid of straight ticket voting, and we become we join the majority of the country. Yeah. We we were laggards on Sunday beer sales. We were laggards on daylight saving time, and that, and we're laggards on getting rid of straight ticket voting. That's step one. Step two, I think the county election board can have some influence over the over the programming of these machines and take oh, yes, please. and 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 take that error message off. It's not going to solve the problem, but it helps it helps with yeah. one of the symptoms. And and the third option would be, man, if you can just if you can just say, hey, you know what? And it, this is an even this is an even larger and harder conversation. But pull that party label off anything that's below state state house. Yeah, because it doesn't. It honestly just doesn't matter. If you go, go talk to the people and have a conversation about the issues in your community and almost without fail, national politics have nothing to do with what those people are working on day to day with your local government. It's not, that's different, different issues. They're, they're working on the nuts and bolts of executing things locally. They're trying to get your sewer to work, your yeah. roads to be paved, your trash to get picked up. That's, that's what city government's doing. They yeah. make sure you have nice shiny fire trucks and you've got an EMS service and, and a police department. And most, and for the most part, they're all like you, people worried about all like fiscal response. They're all being pretty fiscally responsible because they get bullied by the state as to what they can and can't do. They don't have the, they can't go print. There are, they can't go print a trillion dollars for fun. There are guardrails up like you can't believe. Yes. Every, the state board of accounts is up everybody's butt. Yeah. So there's in not every a lot of, financial institution. Yeah. So they're not doing anything like, yeah, they're not handing out stymie checks for fun, just printing money. They can't do that. So that doesn't even come into play. So yeah, it's yeah, they're doing their own thing. They're they're running government at a very local level. They're running government. They're just yeah, running the finances, getting the money, getting your yeah, roads roads paid, fire trucks, firemen, policemen paid, stuff like that. Parks, parks, yeah. Libraries. All those all those exciting services. <laughs> So we'll see where it goes. We're going to monitor it. It's going to be a pet issue on Boss Hog. I can guarantee it. Every every time somebody sits down that's running for a state statewide office, we're gonna we're gonna have that conversation with them. Um, and now that some people are going to take the oath of office, maybe they'll be willing to sit down and talk with us. Yeah, maybe they will. <laughs> You'll get a response. Aaron Aaron thinks that your comment about the sewer sounds personal. <sighs> God. I don't even know. I don't even want. To, I I don't remember how much we've shared on the show, but we've got 
there's a there's a there's a flaw in the matrix. You're working on a pool in your front yard now too. I am. I have. I have the most lush green grass yes. in my front yard of all of White Estates. I remember. I remember laughing once that during like a a, a drought ish type, there used to be a county. I used to run Main Street past your neighborhood and would just run all the way until it tees and then turn left and then that was a loop. I'd just come back and there was a house along there that um, I was young and like I'm still. I lived in the city my whole life, so I'm not super versed at, on a septic systems and sewer systems, but they had a septic and you could tell where their septic exactly where the fingers were. Cause that grass was lush and green and the rest of their yard was not. <sighs> yeah. It's uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I'm so it's so it's so new and so raw Zach that I have, I just got the grass to grow back, man. This is the first year that my grass looked good. And it came back a little more aggressively than you and planned. It, it needs to get dug up. I was, you look at it and you go, well, maybe it's just the new grass seed that looks so good, you know? So good, yeah. And then you think, no, no, it's just getting, we're in a drought and it's getting watered. So somewhere two, three, four feet down, I think there's some sort of a coupling or a rupture. And um, on your brand new sewer system. I mean, it's, it's as a community, it belongs to all of us, I think. It's, yeah. it's on the other side of my sewer pump. So it's, it's downstream. It's the, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to shake out. <sighs> All right. I think, I think we're at final thoughts. You can, you can share your final thoughts. I'll sh- and then I'll get into mine. We'll let you go to your other desk over there to do some. Oh, to I do can't some even think I've got, if I've got much of anything, the weather's about to turn <sighs> today. <laughs> this is the last, the last warm day. It was like 70 degrees today. And then if you look at the five-day forecast, the 10-day forecast doesn't matter. There's not a night where it's yeah, below. I think you sent me a five-day forecast like earlier in the week, and I drew a line at tonight. I put fall on the left, winter on the right. Yeah. We, it just arrives. Luckily, without storms. I'll say that. We're not getting storms. We're going to get some rain tomorrow. Um, but, but yeah, it's what the lows can be, 24 degrees. <laughs> Camper got winterized. It was like, ooh, I better hustle and get that done. But yeah, today I was out. I, mow, I mowed my leaves. It's so satisfying to mow your leaves because you don't pile them up. They just disappear into your yard. And so I did that for two yards. I might flush mine. <laughs> They'll just end up back in the yard anyway. Yeah, that that's the circle of life. <laughs> that is the circle of life right there. Just open up your cap and just dump them in and just let them go just, up. Just turn my grinder pump on. Yeah, and I mean, let them puree back out into the yard. I mean, I mowed a pile of leaves today. I like had to jack the back of the mower or pop it up in the front and just drop it on a pile of leaves. But um, so hope everybody got to enjoy the the weather today because it's it's over until spring apparently. Um, so yeah, other than that, I don't think I have. I lost. I've, it's been a long day, so I don't know if I remember any other. How many days do you have to work this week? Two. Been, it's been I worked time. Monday and I worked Wednesday, <laughs> but I'll say this: Semi, I worked semi-retirement for you. Uh, yeah, and then I have to work five days next week, rough. And then I work two days the next week after that too. So I work, but um, but it's like long two days because I, I I make up the time. Like so, I have a, a schedule where I work a longer than normal day, and I get every other Friday off. And uh, we get our holiday. Our holiday is a standard day. So I have to make up the difference or burn my own time. I never burn time. So I worked 10 hours. So I went right into daylight savings time, 
back to walking out. And just as I see the sun disappear behind the horizon, by the time I get home, it's dark. And then there was a wreck on 70 yesterday in the construction and it shut it down. Were you on it? No, but I took one back way and then way said, get back on at Mount comfort. You can't get on 70 going East at Mount comfort at all. It shut down. I don't know what wise was one of ways was thinking, but it was also still backed up there at Mount comfort. So it wanted me to drive it. So I had to turn around and go back the other way. And I finally got to Greenfield. But it was a weird thing. I got on Greenfield and I look in the review mirror and there's nobody coming because <laughs> it's closed behind me. And bizarrely, you the interstate all to due yourself. to traffic patterns, um, I passed two cars that were in front of me on the ramp. In front of me, there was nobody again for like, it took me 15 minutes to catch another car. Um, the other direction, however, was a parking lot. But uh, so yeah, my, my normal 40 minute drive took. An hour, like an hour and 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it was like 6.45 before I got home. So I had a long two days. But yeah, I can't complain. It's good to be Zach. Yeah. I will be working, selling uh, selling materials for the old... We'll send you back to the other desk. We'll, yep. we'll wind it down. Uh, we <laughs> need some music for Zach to be able to uh, to go back to his other job. I I'll be uh, I'll be building America tomorrow. Still working working hard doing doing what I'm supposed to do. Uh, we did enjoy our our weekend with the uh, with the Boss Hog crew. The uh, I think Andrew Bowman was there with us last weekend at Star of Hollow. Your brother uh, your brother Jared, our buddy Rusty, who's uh, who's been a, a Boss Hog alum. Rusty Eckstein from uh, Mount Comfort RV. He uh, he came out and joined us for the uh, the last spectacular camping weekend of the year. I my personal goal is to get my camper out at least once in every calendar month, but I, I do need that weather to cooperate with me at some point because it's yeah. too much of a pain in the ass to camp when it's twenty five degrees outside. I I'm excited about it. The lovely Sarah Potter Moral not so excited about twenty five degree camping. So I need a burst of like fifty five degree days to be able to do that in December, January, or February. But yeah. maybe it could happen. Yeah, the weather is kind of unseasonable cold. The next week or so, because yeah, there's times where Thanksgiving it's like 65 degrees. The holidays are what gets in the way. Like it's, I know it won't be until after Thanksgiving. So, I, but I've already I've camped in November, so now I need to have like that December 15th, 16th, whatever, right in there. I need that to be like a magical 70 degree weekend, and I could do it. New Year's would be a killer weekend to camp actually, and New Year's this year is a Sunday, so it's Saturday night, I believe. So it's you get a in my case I get a holiday the day after so I get two days uh, to recover from the party, which is usually me going to bed at like ten thirty or eleven. The other quirk of the calendar is that New Year's Day. By the way, this is final thoughts. If you're paying attention yeah. at home, New Year's Day this year. If you if you guys are looking at your calendars, New Year's Day is on an NFL Sunday. So not only will you have like the Rose Bowl game a, a going full, on, a full slate of NFL you'll have, football, you'll have your actual Sunday NFL games as well. I think the Colts are playing the Giants on 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 Super, on New Year's Day, and then there's still another game to go after that. So we'll see. And then after that, Jeff Saturday will probably uh, probably be named head coach of the Colts, and uh, we'll you know we'll see what happens. All right. With that, we need to say thank you so much to our sponsors for the uh, candidate series. Uh, this is going to wrap up the candidate series for 2022 and the election series, I guess we'll call it. Uh, Wyland's Flowers, the Slick Pickle, and Big Bounce Inflatables. You guys are awesome. You've been there since the very beginning with us. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Dakota back next week. I know he had a uh, 
He had a hellacious day today, keeping the lights on for uh, for everybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll all be reunited next week. With that, we say thank you very much, and we will catch you next Thursday. <laughs>